This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie Hale, and with Archbishop Alexander Sample. Welcome back. It feels like it's been a while, but we... Yeah, it it feels like we've been a while since we've uh, recorded the show here, but anyway. 2023. We're going to talk about vocations, discernment, a little bit more. I think it's something that we can always talk about Mm -hmm. and always really, one, have our listeners praying, and to really invite the Holy Spirit to work, particularly here in Western Oregon. So as we focus on vocations, particularly for our seminarians here in the Archdiocese of Portland, will you open us in yes, prayer? Yes, indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, your Son Jesus pointed out to us in the Gospel that the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. And therefore, Jesus asked us to pray to you, the the harvest master to send out labors into the harvest and father as we record this radio broadcast on the subject of discernment and vocation we ask indeed that you pour out your spirit upon all of our listeners so that many may be inspired themselves to respond to your call or that you might touch the hearts of some of our listeners to reach out to some of the young people in our parishes to invite them to consider following your son jesus in in ministry and ordained ministry or religious life. And so we place this time, Father, in your hands, asking you to have this time bear great fruit in in that harvest. And all this we ask through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Mary conceived without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, earlier this year, we talked a little bit about this annual Archbishop's Vocation Retreat, Discernment Retreat for men who are really on that, they're really seriously starting to look more deeply at, is God calling me? What does this mean? How would this impact my life? What did it? What is it to be a priest? Mm-hmm. Now, you've had the retreat in January. Right. You've been able to come back. And, and I thought we'd just get a little bit of sense of that process uh, the first time for our new vocations director, right. Father Peter Julia, to be with you on that retreat serving. So maybe take us back to the, the first night. I always think about any retreat. You know, people can come in on a Friday night and, you know, they maybe they're working and they're maybe a little nervous. Yes. What is this going to be like? Uh, I'm in this different place. The sisters are there, I know, at Our Lady of Peace. Oh, they're praying for at. us. They're praying, <laughs> but it can be a little awkward yeah, or intimidating yeah, yeah. for these men to come and then to be with you sure. and the vocations director. Sure, yeah. You know, this was, and again, I know we talked about it before, but I, it'd be nice to kind of uh, debrief, if you will, and let the people know kind of what happens mm-hmm. uh, at this retreat and, and even what happened this year. Um, yes, I, it was just dawning me as you were speaking, uh, this being the first uh, discernment retreat uh, with the new vocation director, Father Peter Julia. This is the third vocation director now that I've done this retreat with 
when I first arrived here, Father John Henderson, who's mm-hmm. now pastor of St. Anthony's in Tigard, was the vocation director, and we had the retreat with him. Then it was Father Jeff Irvin for all those years, and now the first one with right. Father Peter Julia, although Father Peter was there as a seminarian yeah. uh, in the past is participating. So yes, it was a, in every vocation director has his own personality and gifts and way of interacting with the guys and, and uh, as, as Father Peter did. But yeah, this was, um, it was a good, a really good weekend. Uh, and, and, the, and the guys generally just find it a very uh, fruitful and even a powerful experience for them. Um, it was a smaller group this year. I think we had 12 or 13 men on the retreat. We've had as many as I think is 20 uh, in in the past. But you know, I, I again, I am in the whole surrender thing now. Mm-hmm. I just surrender that to the Lord that the yeah. the men uh, whom God wanted there that weekend were there, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's that's what we we trust. And I, I think it was definitely true. And you're right, uh, Dina Marie. Uh, the men show up, and and you know, some of them are are, are older, more mature men. Uh, and some of them are, are quite young, you know, and uh, so there's a, yeah, a little bit of uh, discomfort as, as we first gather and just getting to know each other. And of course, we all have different personalities. Some yeah. guys are just very out there and very extroverted and, and, you know, wanting to meet everybody. Other guys, are you can see them kind of hanging back <laughs> right. and they're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Why did I come? But uh, the Holy Spirit draws these men there. Mm-hmm. And. We we what we do uh, what we've done the last few years. Father Jeff Irvin uh, suggested this change in the format that we do because we gather on Friday evening, and we go through lunch on Sunday, and on on Friday evening that first evening to sort of make everybody you know comfortable and just settle in and not have to really be on the spot so to speak. In the past, I, I would often tell my vocation story. Uh, and then you know, just kind of do the ice breaking, opening up a uh, conversation for the for for the weekend. But a, a few years back, Father Irvin suggested we do something different, and it has proven to be amazing. <laughs> and what we do now is we do put the guys on the spot, mm-hmm. but you know, we pray to the Holy Spirit to to be present, to open our hearts and minds to each other. And it's amazing how open these guys are with each other. Just sitting down in a room together for the first time, how open they can be. So what we do now is we we go around the circle. We sit in a circle for, for the whole retreat. We go around the circle three times. And as we go around the circle three times, we ask them three different questions. So the first round is we, we of course, we ask them to give their, us their name and where they're from. And then to tell us or answer the question, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And then the second round, we go around one more time. Again, a second time, I should say, we go around and we ask them the question, well, what attracts you to the priesthood? Mm-hmm. What is it you find about the priesthood that is attractive to you? In other words, what is kind of drawing you to think about this? <laughs> and then the third and final time around the circle, we ask them, okay, what scares you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what are your fears about potentially going down that road? Uh, and, and studying for the priesthood, you know, what are the obstacles perhaps that are that are in your way? And it is amazing what you hear, and how these guys will be very vulnerable mm-hmm. and open in, in this in this setting. And something just happens. Uh, the Holy Spirit just somehow stirs, and and guys. Uh, are very very open, so you know, and it was it, it was very uh, you know revealing, you know, because a lot of times the guys, when you say, well, why are you here? Um, you know, some will be just be very 
plain and simple and blunt about it. Well, you know, I've been for some time thinking about the possibility of being a priest. And so I figured, well, here's an opportunity to, to come and spend some time in prayer and hear some things about it with other guys who are also discerning. So that's as simple as that. For other guys, it's it's uh, like, well, you know, they might even be there under a little bit of pressure mm-hmm. uh, from their pastor usually. You know, uh, sometimes a pastor will say, you really got to go to this retreat. You should go to this retreat. And maybe there's not a real excitement about it per se, but but with the encouragement and the urging of their pastor, because the pastor has seen something in him yeah. that, that would make him a good priest and that maybe even causes him to believe that he might be discerning. And maybe the priest knows that he's been to screen. Well, you you got to go on this retreat. So a little bit of a push. I wouldn't say, you know, arm twisting, but a little push mm-hmm. to go. So, you know, some of them will be there you know, maybe with a little bit of reticence. I'm not quite sure why I'm here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, other guys, you know, uh, uh, some of them are, are, are already kind of there. I mean, they really kind of think this is what they want to do. And uh, they're pretty pretty convinced that they might have a vocation. And so this is just a, a confirmation of that and a time to spend time with other guys. So it was, you get all kinds of, of reactions there, but it gets you into, into their heads a little bit in terms of, you know, who are we dealing with here in this group? Then that second question, you know, what attracts you to the priesthood? Oh, I love that, mm-hmm. that question and the incredible things that these guys say about what, what attracts them, uh, you know, to the priesthood. And, of course, everybody has sort of different things that they might say. But there's some common themes, actually, and I just would point those out. One is there's a, there's a great desire to be a spiritual father, which mm. I love to hear, that these guys really want mm. to be a spiritual father to people. And they get the idea that, okay, well, being a priest means, you know, you don't get married and you don't have your own family. But they have a great desire to be a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a spiritual father to people. So they want to be in that shepherd role, that spiritual father role, that leader role, the, to lead people to Jesus, to be that instrument, to care for people in, in that fatherly way. So that's very, very encouraging to hear that men are really thinking that way about what the priesthood is about. Also, we heard this year a lot, a, a lot of talk about sacrifice. Mm. A lot of talk mm. about sacrifice. In other words... There's something very attractive uh, to some of these men about laying down their lives, you know, really sacrificing their own worldly uh, ambitions, if you will, or what they could achieve in the world, shall we say, in, in order to lay down their life and to sacrifice their life for Christ and for his people, his bride, the church. So there's, there's this great kind of an altruism, you know, and a, I think a, a, if I can be so um, clear, a kind of a, 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 something that appeals to, to their masculine self, you know, to be a man for others. You know, we, we talk about that, that the priest is a man for others. And I, I remind the men, we're not ordained for ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is not about us. We're not being ordained for us. We're being ordained for the people of God to be Christ to them. And so, and there's something I think uh, very attractive to a man about that, about uh, about laying down my life, about sacrificing, about giving myself, about being a man for others, you know, in in a, in a strong sort of of masculine way, um, you know. So we heard that 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 theme, that that theme of sacrifice, of imitating Christ's sacrifice for His people, and and I would say, you know, kind of a a, a third common theme is just a desire really to celebrate the sacraments for people. 
you know, there's a great attraction to celebrating the sacraments, whether it's celebrating Mass, whether it's, you know, absolving people in confession. You know, I think, you know, a lot of men who have experienced the grace and the mercy of God powerfully in their throughout their lives in the sacrament of penance and, and reconciliation, they have a desire to be that instrument of mercy and help uh, and forgiveness and strength for others, you know, through the sacraments. And, and of course, the Eucharist, uh, you know, many of them just have, have a great love for the Eucharist, want to mm-hmm. be able to celebrate the Eucharist. And then I think uh, uh, maybe a fourth and final common theme we hear is to, to be teacher to be a, a preacher of the gospel, to share the good news, to, to teach people the truths of our faith, the truth of the gospel, and let the, let the power of the gospel you know, right. do its thing. So those are kind of the, uh, the, the, some of the things that, that men find attractive to the priesthood, as we heard it. Okay, then we, then we come to the final right. and third question. Well, okay, what are your fears? Uh, what, are, what are the obstacles for you? And, and these are... Um, tend to center around these things. Uh, some of the men really have a great fear of not doing well as mm-hmm. a priest. I mean, it's, 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 a, and it's not just this year, but in, in, in past years, it's this idea that I'm afraid I'm going to, I'm going to be a bad priest. You know, I mean, I think, you know, sadly we, we've had some, you know, scandals in the church and I think, I mean, not that, that these guys would be thinking they would do, do some horrible things, but just, just in general, that they would let the people down, that they would be a bad priest, that they would not be a loving priest, that they would be a failure. And, the, and, and, and to, to, to not do well by the people of God would be, you know, to, to misrepresent Christ. So there's a fear of the inadequacy. Am I up to this? Am I, would I be a good priest? Am I capable of this? You know, so there's a fear around that about failing uh, failing God uh, and, and failing the people and maybe even being the cause of scandal. Uh, so there's a little bit of fear there. Uh, an obstacle for these men, for many of them, is, of course, that natural human desire to be a, to be a father and to be mm-hmm. a, a spouse, to, to get married and to raise your own children and, and to have a, a life companion and the intimacy of that. You know, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's something these guys have to struggle with, you know, the thought of giving up. Uh, that life companionship with one person, uh, the intimacy that goes with that, of course, uh, and but also then the, the raising of your own children. So yeah, that's you know that's an attraction for them, and a natural attraction for 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 a healthy man who would be considered the priesthood. And I always point out to them, hey, just because you're attracted strongly to being a father and and a spouse doesn't mean that you aren't called to be a priest. Because that's the kind of guy we want. The best, the man who would make the best husband and father is going to make the best priest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of well, which is to which is God calling me? You know, so that's that's another another obstacle. I think um, you know, and and then there's there's sometimes a little bit of fear of of making the wrong decision. This came up very strongly this year retreat. Mm. I'm afraid I'm going to make the wrong decision. Because, you know, I, we, I think we know this at the younger generation today, and, you know, this has been pointed out by people far smarter than me, are having a difficult time making commitment and really making, committing my life to something, whether that's a job or a career or whether that's marriage and a, with, a, with a one person or whether it's something like a religious or a priestly vocation to make a commitment. So there's a fear of making a mistake, of making the wrong decision. And I, you know, we, I point out to them, I say, well, going to the seminary is, is, is not, is not becoming a priest. Right. It's discerning. It's entering into a more serious discernment 
guided by spiritual direction, human formation, and the and the theological intellectual formation. It's it, seminary is a time of ongoing discernment. It's like dating. I call it. Mm-hmm. I, I tell them. I say it's like dating the priesthood. Yeah. You gotta you gotta discern it. So I try to assure them. You know, going walking through the door of a seminary is not an ultimate commitment. Many guys discern out. We've had. We've had two men this year. I mean, you know, we we print we print that poster uh, every year that goes up in the back of our churches, and I guarantee you, every year by the end of the year, some of those men are no longer in formation. And we we've had two men this year already discern out since we printed the poster last fall. We've had two men already discern out for now. And I think one or both might actually come back. I, I would not at all be surprised. But for now, mm-hmm. they've had to step away from discernment uh, and, uh, and they've done that with a good a good decision. So there's freedom here. And right. this is what I try to emphasize today. I don't think that once you're in, you know, we're going to try to get our hooks into you and we're not going to let you go and we're going to pressure you to stay and that kind of thing and that you're going to disappoint people or whatever. No, we have to have freedom, freedom, mm-hmm. freedom, freedom. Mm-hmm. So- those are that's so you know it's amazing as I said how much the guys really open up about, about those things and then the rest of the retreat I basically just kind of shared with them well you know what is the priest who is the priest and that's the real emphasis not on what a, what does a priest do of course that's important but who is he who is he that was the, it was the identity of the priest that was kind of the theme of the retreat right and Archbishop when you've talked in the past about discernment vocations. We have the man, the discerner, but we also have the church. We have the priests. We have the archbishop. We have the whole body of Christ praying, uh, sacrificing. But there is this, I think it's the beauty of how the Holy Spirit works within all of the body of the church. We want people to go on the right path to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it's part of our role as the faithful to support our local parishes and our priest and to pray for you and and Bishop, or excuse me, and Father Peter, Julia. I was thinking Bishop Peter, also (laughs) Bishop Peter. Definitely. (laughs) But but there is this sense that um, to make a decision is a decision to move forward in relationship with Jesus Christ. I think that's where we have to focus is what is my really, how am I going to grow in a deeper love of Jesus Christ? And he will make it clear at some point in that discernment if we surrender. You keep talking about that yeah. surrender. You know, I mean, the, the you know, and, and Father Jeff Irvin was always so good at pointing this out uh, that the, the, the first and primary vocation for all of us is the call to holiness. Yeah. I mean, that's all of our call. When, no matter what our state in life, no matter what our vocation is, whatever our walk is, all of us, by virtue of our baptism, are called to holiness. That's the primary vocation. The question then becomes, well, how do I live out that call to holiness? How do I achieve the holiness that God intends for me? That is by following the path that he has charted out for me and that he has called me to, whether that can be marriage. I mean, a, a, a woman or a man who is called to marriage, the vocation of marriage, it is there that they live out and fulfill their call to holiness. It's through the daily living out of married life. Uh, For a religious, a person called to religious life, consecrated life, it's in that form of life, whether that's, you know, a religious sister or brother, whether it's a consecrated virgin, whether it's a hermit, whatever the vocation might be. Uh, for the priest, you know, it's 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 the one who is called to the priest. But but for all of us, it's living out that that essential call to holiness according to our own state in life, as to which we are called. And you're right; it's it's a mutual discernment, and the people of God are very helpful in helping discern. 
you know, who, who they want and, and would call forth to be priests, you know, as, and we do that by encouraging young people to consider a priestly or religious vocation when we see it. I, I, I like to point out to the men that this is a mutual discernment. We're asking you to discern whether you are called to be a priest, whether you are called to be the, a bridegroom, if you will, to the church. But the bride is also discerning, and that is the church. The church discerns as well. Uh, and so it's a mutual discernment. I, I, I say, you know, a lot of, well, it happens sometimes where a man thinks he's called to the priesthood. He's convinced he's called to the priesthood. He thinks he has a right to be called to the priesthood, a right to be a priest. But for whatever reason, he doesn't possess the necessary qualities that we need in a priest. And so the church has to say to that man, we appreciate your great, your good intentions, your sense of deep call and your commitment and everything else. But we, the church, have discerned that you know you just you just are not a, a suitable candidate uh, for the priesthood, for whatever reason. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you're not. This is not your calling, and so we we need to let you know that as well. And I tell the guys, it's like if 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 a man looks across the room and says, "I want to, I'm going to marry that woman." Well, guess what? She has to agree. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> she has to discern that too. Uh, yeah. So we, we, we talk about that, that mutual discernment. And, you know, I can say that for, for many men, this retreat uh, that happens every year, and God bless Archbishop Blasny, uh, who in, inaugurated this retreat here, been one of the most fruitful things we have done. And I, again, I pointed this out, I think, before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that m- I think almost almost all almost all of the men on our vocation poster have yeah. gone through this retreat for many it's that it's that kick over the edge and i can tell you that's what's happening this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. father peter julia our vocation director is right now following up with men who are on this retreat and i can think of three for sure right off the top of my head who are 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 going to apply and are in the process of applying for um, and they're, they're more, more clicking in and, um, there might be others. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still kind of, you know, working with some of this and if not this year, maybe down the road, right. I mean, some of these guys go on more than one retreat and that's one of the things I tell them for sure. Listen, if you're not ready at the end of this retreat and as you reflect on this, you know, to, to make a step forward now, but you want to continue to discern get a spiritual director, stay in touch with Father Peter, but come back next year on the retreat. We've got guys in the seminary now, we we joked about it, been on three or four retreats Mm -hmm. before they finally say, yes, I'll I'll give this a shot, you know? And so there's no, no stigma at all about not you know, deciding right now, but then coming back again and we're we're welcome to come back, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just a great, great experience in, in, in helping these men discern. And, you know, to put them in an environment for a weekend where they're away from everything else, they're away from job, from school, from family, they're in a secluded place together in prayer, plenty of opportunities for prayer time, for reflection, for scripture reading, uh, confession, the sacraments, Eucharistic adoration, um, and just to, to have some quiet time to listen to the voice of the Lord. And, and some of these men, it's just a very powerful experience mm-hmm. for them. There's one man in particular I can think of who's gung-ho now to go and wants to apply. And, and he just said, he was just blown away by the retreat. Mm. He just said, never had an experience like yeah. that before. And it just 
pushed him firmly mm-hmm. forward to take to take a step in faith. Right. And you mentioned that Father Peter Julia will be following up, and I think that's the question a lot of people have is, okay, once they go on this great retreat, and I think the timing is really wonderful, we just move into the new year, Advent, it's just in the Christmas season when typically this retreat happens, and these men then leave. Hopefully they've created some friendships. Maybe they've met other men that they connect with. Oh, you're on this side of town. We can meet... What happens next? What what do you see these men doing then following a retreat like this to staying in touch with the process of discernment? Yeah, well, you know, I think for, quite honestly, I mean, you know, I I would love for it to be otherwise, but quite honestly, the majority of these men will not, uh, at this point, get an application and and begin the process of, of applying to the seminary. Whereas some men will, and as I, mm-hmm. I mentioned to you, we, we've got some men already who are coming off of this retreat already. It's it's like something clicks in them and gives them the maybe the courage, maybe the faith, maybe the hope, uh, whatever it is, the the oomph <laughs> to say, okay, I'm going to do this. At least I'm going to discern this, mm-hmm. and, you know. And it's not like, yes, I'm going to be a priest. It's like, right. no, I yes, I'm going to discern this. I'm going to seriously take a period of my life now where I'm going to discern if this is what God is calling me to do. And so those men now already have applications, and they are in the process of applying. And the application process, and our people need to know this. Yes, yeah, just because intense. a guy wants to go to the seminary doesn't mean he gets to go. Because we put them through a very fairly rigorous process of evaluation to ad- even to admit into the seminary. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, they have to write a spiritual biography. They have to kind of tell their whole story. They have to answer essay questions about you know, their, what, they're, what they feel called to. We do a very thorough psychological evaluation. And our people, I, I want everybody to hear that, especially mm-hmm. with some of the problems we've had in the mm-hmm. past. We do a very v- rigorous psychological evaluation. And at times we've had to say no to a man based on what maybe has come up in a, in a psyche valve. Uh, they we get letters of reference and in, in, in the pastor and other people that know them well. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a it's a real process to go through to even for us to say yes. And then of course then the decision has to be you know okay well where do we send you? Now others the others that don't maybe aren't ready to apply we try to keep in touch with them. Father Peter will keep in touch with them, keep them in communication. They might get together, you know, mm-hmm. with other guys that were. I was I was at the the Right to Life rally uh, down in Salem to to commemorate the end now of Roe v. Wade on the anniversary time. But anyway, we had a beautiful mass at St. Joseph's Parish in Salem before the march, and the church was almost full. I just great. But anyway, after the mass, I was greeting folks outside, and I glanced over, and here were three guys that were on the retreat. Great. Who did not know each other before they were on the retreat. They're all three of them standing there talking to each other and reconnecting with each other after the retreat. And I walked over to him at some point and said, oh, I said, this is a, this looks like a retreat reunion going on here, you know. <laughs> and of those three guys sitting there, I just remember there's five guys now applying. Of the three guys that were st- mm-hmm. there talking to each other, two of them are applying. And the one I think will probably apply down the road, but wants to to tackle some things in his life uh, first. So yeah, it's it's uh, we put it in God's hands. We surrender to yeah. Him, and those whom He is calling, I'm sure He will give the grace to to respond. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's continue to pray for the Holy Spirit to move throughout the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and that those who are being called will respond yeah. and hear the call. I pray very very often, 
in my private prayer time, especially on Fridays when I offer prayers for priests, the seminarians, and the discerners. I beg God, please, God, send me good, solid, holy men uh, to be priests in this archdiocese. Please, God, bring them to me. I ask Mary to bring them to me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he, so far he hasn't let me down. Uh, <laughs> that is for sure. That is for sure. And with that, Archbishop, would you yes. please help us close with your blessing? Yes, and the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. And thank you all for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. And until our next encounter, may God bless you. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.